This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is the Underrated Podcast. We are the Undercast Company. And of course, uh, we're continuing on our series, our video game series, 8-Bit Cinema. And this week, we're going to be um, we're gonna be talking about Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Capcom's, you know, one of Capcom's biggest franchises. And it's going to be adapting Mega Man. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Oh, Dead Rising? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Resident Evil, my bad. Resident Evil, of course. Uh, Resident Evil. So, of course, as usual, we have my lovely guest, Ariel Ortiz. Hello. And my homie, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Resident Evil. Uh, <laughs> I am Resident Evil. My other, my other co-host, Resident Evil himself. Uh, no, my co-host, Derek McDuff, and this is his pick, uh, hey. Resident Evil, and it's me, Alan Torres. And yeah, we're going to be talking about last year's 2021 Resident Evil, uh, directed and written by Johannes Roberts, starring K.S. Scudelario, sorry, Hannah John Kamen, Robbie Amell, Tom Hopper, Avon Jokia, wow, these names are all funny, Donald <laughs> Logue, and Neil McDonough. So yeah, I'm going to throw it off to Derek. This is his pick, and uh, let us out. Yeah, um... So like you know, I was saying this was uh was my movie, well you know for my pick for a video game adaptation. Um, I I debated a little bit back and forth about what movie I was gonna pick, but ultimately I had actually been wanting to talk about this movie for a while because when I saw it last year, it was absolutely except for probably Spider Man, it was the most fun that I had at the theater. This movie, I feel like um whether or not you're a Resident Evil fan. I think you will really enjoy it. It brings Resident Evil back to its kind of survival horror roots. This film, for anybody who is not aware, was is not has nothing to do with the older Resident Evil films. It is completely starting over and is a much more faithful adaptation of the games, specifically Resident Evil 1 and 2. It kind of combines both of their stories, which I feel like is a very smart move because... I don't know if there's enough story in either one of them, but they work really well together. They they take a place a couple weeks apart in the games, but they just kind of have them overlap in the story, which it kind of simplifies everything. I think this is a really good adaptation of it. Um, you know, like I mentioned, with it coming back to its horror roots from the action, because, you know, the older movies, which I'm not the biggest fan of, um, some of them are okay, but they they just kind of are these don't really have anything to do with Resident Evil. Whereas this one, it's they're just big action movies, and even the games for a little bit went away from its horror roots. And like five and six kind of became action mm-hmm. games before seven and Village brought it back to its kind of spooky. You know what's what's over there? Did you hear a noise? And it's you know not post apocalyptic. 
but I loved it, um, obviously. They clearly had to change some of the characters and stuff around to make it kind of fit. Um, like we were saying last week, with or last time, with Assassin's Creed, you know, I think that is one of the things that drew some ire from some people. It's like, well, Leon isn't enough of a badass. He's always such a badass. And I get why they had to change him for this, because you have five characters who are all in this, and if they're all just ultimate badasses just running around doing everything, you, you need to have a character who is kind of more of a fish-out-of-water guy who is kind of the new kid on the block who doesn't really get everything, that is kind of almost comic relief for everyone to kind of um, like explain things to her, to kind of lighten the mood. I think they really need to go that with Leon, and he was definitely, even though he's a completely different character from the Leon from the games, he's my favorite character. He was, once again, my favorite character in the movie, but I just loved all the kind of overall 90s vibes. It was it was fun. It was cheesy. It was it was a it was like a little bit scary. It's not like a horror. It's not like, oh, my gosh, this movie is terrifying. Mm. Don't watch. you know, like this is a movie that I think pretty much anybody could watch and it's not going to frighten them. And it'll have some spooky images and stuff. But overall, like all the like the great video game movies from the 90s. I feel like this is a movie that is just so much fun. And you see it, especially with Neil McDonough, who that dude, he is continuing the tradition started by Raul Julia and, or I guess started by Dennis Hopper, of just like all the ridiculous over-the-top bad guys just like chewing scenery. It's continued to this day with him and Jim Carrey. And, you know, you have, um, what's his name? The Terminator 2, uh, the original Terminator 2 in uh, in Double Dragon. There's always just this one bad guy who's over the top and ridiculous. And I think Neil McDonough just with his kind of like, ah, you were never part of my family. Hamming it up was so much fun. Um, there's some moments in this that I absolutely just adore. Talking about that 90s thing again, I had crush after I saw this movie, stuck in my head on a loop for, like, a week after seeing this, just yeah, after yeah. that scene where mm-hmm. it, that it's just such a ridiculous great scene where the thing explodes and the guy on fire is walking in the lobby and Leon's like, whoa! And he's just like, what the fuck was that? And I, you could make a compilation of all the times Leon just saying, fuck! 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 In this mm-hmm. movie. He delivers it was so great and he also has that great line, it's like, you got some weird friends. Um, but, yeah, this movie, it was just a ball. I was... You know, really interested. I hadn't seen it since I watched it back in the theater last year, so I was really um, excited to go back, revisit it. Um, for a little bit of history, for me, with my connection with the Resident Evil games, I sort of know them. I'm not a huge fan. I would most knew four. I kind I knew the plot for these ones because Alan, you might know. Did you remember the Resident Evil game that was like it was like a it was like zero and one and two and maybe three and it was like the abridged version of it. It was all on rails. It was like a Wii shooter oh, game. I think it's like Umbrella Chronicles, and yes. then there's yeah, yeah, yeah I think That's it's that it. one. Yeah, because I, I played Umbrella Chronicles, so I knew the plot vaguely from from the first two movie or the first two games from that. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you guys think? Um, for me, I thought it was really great in how it very much not just um character character creation but also um the scenes and the sets were like straight out of the games and specifically the remakes of the games so the remake of one two and three which are fairly recent um and i i i know fairly well because i watched um achievement hunters playthroughs uh, on them and and definitely recommend their playthroughs of them and Besides the the kind of like shifting of the Leon character, which I kind of like, I, I was texting you guys about it, and like um, 
I kind of once it clicked that oh okay so at least pertaining to the games Leon kind of takes the character kind of like form of how Chris in in Resident Evil 3 is and then um then you or not Chris um Carlos in Resident Evil 3 kind of like in that even in his design in the, the remakes is very much looking how Leon it does in this movie um and then Chris kind of taking the the kind of like character of Leon specifically recreating a, a scene with Leon and Claire on the train at the end is like straight from Resident Evil 2 but it's Leon and Claire and so kind of like substituting that kind of relationship with that Leon and Claire had in the games with with Chris and and Claire which kind of makes more sense and I it didn't click into my head for some reason that oh they're brother and sister like I it just didn't click that like oh they both have the same name and whatever um until you know watching this movie but yeah going back to the sets like oh my gosh like it was a one-for-one um recreation of the the police station at least that that you know the first opening opening um one for one of of the entrance of the mansion like and and it was really awesome that they took iconic cinematic moments from the games specifically and most you know notably the turning of the zombie in the mansion like that's straight out of resident evil one and then then yeah the truck accident and and the guy walking in on fire that's straight out of resident evil 2 and then yeah them walking into the mansion and that that shot straight out of resident evil 1 um so it was really awesome to get that kind of sense the one thing that i kind of missed that i would have loved to like seen like um things of is because the way that resident evil 2 specifically works out is like very much like a a an escape room of a game because you're having to go around and, and try and get all these different things to open up the gate so you could leave. And then that's what that whole statue behind Leon in the in the um entrance of the police station is. And uh but I did like that that there's like, oh, there's like this is connected to this, and then of course them them hopping on the train, I was like, Oh, this is awesome, like just straight out of the game. And yeah, I I liked um but I liked how the characters were developed in this movie. Like Claire's background isn't like that or Claire and Chris's background isn't very much like that in the games like Claire is a reporter and comes to to you know to to Raccoon City to kind of like follow up with her, her contact like similar to how she does in this movie um but it's not like she has a vendetta against um Belkin. yeah Belkin and stuff like that but oh speaking of Belkin Dr. Belkin like his like having him turn into like how his character ends up in in Resident Evil Two along with the eyes. Well, it's usually it's one it's one large eye in the game, but so like but even showing that mechanic and like Chris like shooting the eyes out mm -hmm. and that's how you defeat yeah. him in the game. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And yeah, of course, like how he comes back and attacks the train and like. Like, I just, I, I really wish that it was longer because, like, I really wish we kind of got that little bit more of a world building because um, while it was good to truncate both one and two together, I feel like I would have liked a little bit more of, like, the, both in the things in the mansion and in, in the, the, um, the police station kind of like coinciding with each other of like them trying to break out of these two different 
areas. And I feel like that a lot of time was, even though I like, I like the actor, I feel like a lot of time was given to the captain because the captain in the game into Leon's captain in the game into he dies pretty quickly. And so yeah, um, Donald so, Logue's character, Donald Logue's mm-hmm. character. Yeah. yeah. He dies pretty quickly. Like he's kind of like the, at least in two, like that's Leon's like um, introduction to like what's going on is him like dying and him having to kill him later on. And so uh, like having him and focusing even that little bit with him, like running away and then like the, you know, the city kind of like being shot down and, and like him getting in the middle of that. I felt kind of took away too much time that we could have spent in like kind of like this mystery like the um escape kind of like room kind of essness that the games entail and that um happens in the police station and in and in um the the mansion, the mansion. yeah yeah i really would like that and like um and and then also like expanding on on the whole um sherry character as well because Sherry it plays a very important part in the Resident Evil lore and stuff like that. And so, and then her mother too. Like her mother is supposed to be a doctor as well. <laughs> and, and so, so it's very much like, oh, we kind of miss all that. And like, I really, it was good that, like that it was shorter. Like it didn't like, it, it didn't have any like l- long, like, oh, like, oh, this could have been cut. This could have been cut. But Still, I would have liked a little bit more. And that's my only complaint. Along with, like, you know, I understand, like, I get what you're saying, um, Derek, about Leon and, like, needing that kind of, like, you know, little, like, kind of, like, comedic relief, which Carlos in, in 3 kind of is. But, but yeah. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. I loved all of the little references to, like, little things, like the Jill sandwich, because that's one of the things that in, no, in Resident Evil 1... Is like whenever Jill gets like trampled or caught in a trap and stuff like that, it's like, oh, looks like it's a Jill sandwich. And it's because she's like literally squished. So, yeah, in the diner, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah so, yeah, in the she diner, almost got hurt. So, like, yeah. they pick her up or something. It's like, you almost were a Jill sandwich. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was the whole cheese of the first one. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, like, uh, it, the whole like in the diner, like her, her, like, um, you know, no, this is Jill's sandwich and stuff like that had me bu- busting up laughing. But I liked her as as a character. I mean, definitely a step up from the original like um, Mila Jovovich characters. Of, yeah. I mean, I mean, um, um, movies where she mm-hmm. hardly is a character, and then this one, like, okay, you see, like, yeah, she's like just like the she is the top of her, you know, of her squadron and stuff like that. But she's just nat- so natural at it that she doesn't need to do much and so so yeah and then another interesting change was um wesker's character because wesker is supposed to be actually a scientist and works like along with belkin and Mm -hmm. stuff like that he was like if in the old if we were going back to the old movies he's the big bad of the old movies in the Mm -hmm. first one oh it's he's a legend oh yeah yeah yeah, so, so a legend, man. <laughs> so yeah, so so that to I mean I'm sure like if they make a sequel, he'll come back. 
they might make a Mixter X. I Did you see the, the, the post credits, Ariel? Oh, the, I I keep missing these you post credits. You always the post credits and these movies, Ariel. Too, yeah, yeah. You get to see. Uh, he get he gets a uh, the he virus. Gets he gets a virus yeah. that he can't see well, and then mm-hmm. Ada Wong from Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Four shows up, oh. and she gives like, him his iconic glasses. Mm. Oh, she's like put these okay, on okay. he's like oh that's better I fuck, i'm like there I, it is i hate her there character like in the games uh she's such <laughs> a bitch um, ada yeah ada's like yeah. a really annoying like like she tries to be like like a cat woman black cat type of character archetype mm-hmm. and like she's trying to be mysterious and sometimes i'm like bitch i just want to shoot you like <laughs> oh uh, yeah stop messing with my boy leon leave him alone i know yeah she's <laughs> yeah. always fucking him over like like she's the ex She's like his ex. That's like just stay away. Kind of thing. Yeah. She's not really his ex, but she act. That's the kind of character that she is. But yeah, yeah like she's like, oh, I love you, Leon, and then she like dies, but she doesn't. She disappears. Uh-huh. Into it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of a, a divergence because she he's like works with Falcon in the games, but in mm-hmm. this, like, oh, he's just another cop, which that too is like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, he was a he was a double agent. Like he he was a double yeah, agent. Yeah, but he wasn't for Belkin. I don't think he was even for Umbrella themselves. At it first, was just he like... was. At first, he was with Umbrella, and then after this whole Spencer Mansion incident, he like seemingly dies, and then he joins the rival corporation with like Ada, like the I think mm-hmm. they're called. I think they're just called the organization, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but overall, amazing movie because of how. It, it's definitely like knock then that's what's what's uh the trend of these you know recent um video game movies have been is like we're not we're gonna do our own thing but we're gonna put enough in that that we are staying true you know to the source of material but we'll we'll have liberty our own liberties that because we have to make this work so exactly, i thought that exactly. definitely this movie it has been following that trend that that's been making really awesome video game movies is that yeah so like i i really would love an, an, another one because like yeah, i really like, hope we get a sequel i really yeah. do it's it's I right mean, there if, where it like almost it's like made kind of its money back but it didn't wasn't like a huge bot but it also came out mm-hmm. like when co like i think it was covid was kind of like still like a you know not it was one of the first movies like when we people started going back to the theaters in the summer. So, you know, it, it's kind of like up in the air whether or not we'll get a sequel. I think everybody on board wants to do it. It's, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, you know, I, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think I think just one more, and then uh, because I really do love the storyline of the new ones with Ethan, and then um, Chris Renfield shows up in um, Village as well, and I really do love. I I just love. Um, uh biohazard as a game like it's such an amazing like i think um that's one of the reasons why um capcom has been getting like knocking out of the park i think in my opinion is that they took a page out of another really incredible um horror game which was uh uh oh my goodness it was um not uh which is it what's it Um, about House of the Dead. It's the or? the what? No, the the one in the asylum that just came that had come out. Oh, oh Outlast. Outlast, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That it it took a page out of that, and I really feel like the they like okay, these these mechanics are really awesome, 
and that's why the like uh biohazard takes that mechanic and then and then village kind of co- goes back to and is a very similar kind of storyline to four i would say like being mm. in a village and stuff like that but the storyline is really awesome and i would love to see a movie in that too but i just i like you know proceed with caution with all these video game movies because i don't want it to be as milked out as the original um resident evil movies were so yeah mm, yeah yeah, um, I dug it. I have a lot of issues with it. I won't lie. Uh, I did not like Leon or Jill's portrayals at all. Like they just felt very. I I, I get what they had to do. I understand that they were like, all right, we gotta kind of put the focus because I'm not I'm not a Chris or Claire guy at all. Like I I like Chris and Resident Evil Five. I like him punching boulders and shit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like. I could tell it was more like right in the beginning, like in the orphanage stuff. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a Chris and Claire story," and Jill and Leon are kind of going to be in the backseat. And Wesker, I was like, I figured they were going to do the whole Wesker double agent thing. And yeah, like that was my only. It's kind of hard to like, you know. I know we were talking about Street Fighter in one of our episodes, and the next um, video game movie we're going to do is really goes off the rails compared to the games. So I'm trying to remind myself that where I'm like, hey, look, this is probably the best Resident Evil movie you'll ever see that's comparable to the games, which I enjoyed a lot. Like, like I like the idea of them putting Resident Evil 1 and 2 together, especially since, you know, they're only a couple of weeks apart from each other. I, I dug that a lot. And, and yeah, I really like all the iconic scenes that you see from the games. And one of the things I really, really dug was the little Easter eggs, like you said, Ariel, where like, you know, they had the jail sandwich thing and then they had the, the, the keys from Resident Evil 2. Like it had the spade and the clover and all that. Like there's a part where she um, the door. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's super cool, super minor. Did anybody notice any green plants in the background? No. Uh, no herbs? I, maybe, maybe there were I, green I, plants. It was one of those. It's kind of hard to like look out for because it's just a plant. So you're mm-hmm. kind of like, is that a green herb? Is that a red herb? Mm-hmm. Blue herb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that would have been cool uh, if it was there. If you know, I I need to rewatch. But um, yeah, I think it was just weird seeing Jill and Leon. Like like I just love those characters so much that it was just weird seeing them like just look really off. So yeah, like Leon, I I, I just didn't like how he was kind of like this dumbass. Like he was kind of just <laughs> like, I, like I was like, come on, man. like I know Leon's a bit ditzy. Like he's kind of a ditzy dude, and he's kind of like, what's going on? But, but I think he comes in as like a captain. He's like a transfer. Like he is a transfer in this. But I think like he he comes in like having already like reached like almost detective level in the games at least. Like he's already like no, he doesn't and, come out come ashamed and stuff like that or like no, with yeah, daddy's was, money and stuff. Yeah, that shit was whack. I did not like that at all. No, because like in Resident Evil Two, it's his first day of work. Like it's his first day as a cop. And, oh, yeah. he, like, you know, th- they did have the Easter egg of, like, welcome Leon in the background, which I thought was really cool. Because you see that in the in the, the police station. Like, hey, it's your first day, but, like, shit fucking hit the hit the fan. And, um... Well, he is a rookie yeah. in this, too. They make up... They yeah, keep calling yeah. him rookie, and... Yeah. He, he's yeah, a different but, character. He's, like... That's the thing. I, I like him. Like, Leon's my favorite character from the games. Leon's my favorite character in the movie. They're different Leons. And, like, once I can, like, separate them in my mind, like, this is... The, you know, like a different character, a different take on him. I was like, I, I dig this guy, and I do love 
that they give him that like you know he is kind of this underdog just kind of like ditzy like guy you know and then he gets that big hero moment at the end when he just pulls out the fucking yeah, rocket, yeah, the launcher, rocket and launcher when he's like i got a rocket launcher you know i was in the back that i was like fuck yeah leon it, yeah that's yeah. pretty cool like it was like an homage to like at the end of resident evil 2 when he like he he you're fighting uh mr x which it would have been cool to have mr x in this one but it makes sense why so i was like okay that'll you know they had the tyrant at least they had tyrant and i was like fine with that um i don't know jill just felt so like off like there's like i'll go as far and say that the jill from the uh the the other resident evil series the other movies was a little better especially since they did do her iconic resident evil 3 style and then later on she got like her resident evil 5 like superhuman kind of style where she had like the blonde hair and the blue outfit and like i won't lie that fight scene at the end of that one i can't remember exactly which one it is was really badass and i liked i think i liked that jill just a little bit more this one just felt very like there's a components missing but um again like that's only my little gripes with it my only other thing was i really wish this movie was like two hours and a half because there's much like like you said Mm -hmm. ariel there's so much good stuff that you can throw in there i really wanted the escape room stuff like you're saying like Mm -hmm. the puzzles and stuff i like that's one of the highlights of those games and and like you're it kind of adds the fear factor because you're like oh shit i need to open this door i need to find this key or these chess pieces and shit and you're like oh my god fucking mr x or nemesis is like running around chasing you and you're like oh shit i gotta get this so that builds like the terror and and you're like i need to get out i need to get out and this one, they did a pretty good job about it. Like, I liked the survival horror aspect of it. Like, I liked that they kind of just ran out of bullets right away, or like they just were fighting with like pistols. And I was the, like, the, yeah. The, cool. the the usage of the knife too by yes, um, I like by that. Chris like using it. I was like, oh, that's like so out of like the game. hell yeah. yeah. I absolutely love that. That was the shit because yeah, because sometimes they get on you. And like you, you you have the knife to get off get them off you. I think in Resident Evil Four they do it too. The new remakes, they kind of make it like you lose your knife and that's it. And that was kind of cool that like Chris used it. And he's like, all right, that's it. I got no more knife. We're done. I got, I got to fucking figure it out. So they did that really well. I really dug that. Um, yeah, I guess one of the things, yeah, it, w- it wasn't that scary. It was just kind of like a straightforward. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, like it's horror, but it's not horror. Like it's. I guess it's just a it's a good it's a video game adaptation. I guess that's the best way to say. It. Like, yeah, you can you can you could show anybody. I don't think they'll be too freaked out. The visuals were pretty good. I, I will. I, I think they were trying to go with this like aesthetic of like making the monsters and the zombies and and the the Cerberus dogs look like um like the games. Like they, they I feel like they took like the CGI from the games in a way, and they were trying to kind of recapture that, which looked good. Like like I know they used a lot of the budget on like the the liquor and on the final tyrant boss fight because those look great yeah i i kind of wish with just the zombies they just use practical like blood like there's times where like the zombies were kind of like oozing blood and it just looked easily cgi and fake and i was like why you could have just gone to the dollar store and got some like fake blood that was yeah, just because me. I, like, I think at, at that point in the games, like they're not that decomposed. Like they are yeah. fairly new zombies, and it's usually just like they're like just had they've just been changed kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like I was like, you you don't need too much on it. I, I felt like they kind of spent a little too much CGI on like just the regular zombie, like the Cerberus dog. I get it. You have to do the CGI on the dog. Um, but yeah, like the regular zombies, I was like, you don't need that much. Like you just went easy. But yeah, I think I'm just going a little too like nitpicky because I just I, I love those games a lot too. I haven't played six through eight yet. I played one through five, and I really like the whole scariness of it. I, I think, yeah, I think it just needed to be a little longer, and it just needed those like escape room elements and the puzzle stuff. And I, I really though did enjoy of them finding lore and explaining to the audience like, oh, this is happening this way, and this is this kind of thing. Like, like they they're watching that uh the the film reel. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. You know, some of the games you find a VHS tape or you find a floppy disk or something like that. And, and that's how you, you get more story. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, that's really cool. Um, I, I'll, that's one of my favorite tropes in horror films, too, is watching like creepy eight millimeter like footage mm-hmm. of shit like that. I love that when that came up and they're like, it's like a creepy. It's like the I think they're twins. They have a pulling the wings off the dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like I love that like whole very disturbing aesthetic. It's just like when weird things and you can't have any sound and it's just I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sinister yeah. did that very well. I love Sinister. I fucking love Sinister. Mm-hmm. The only thing also is that um, they kind. Of, I I I'm guessing that it's so that they could put her into you know if they do do sequels, kind of like expand her character, but. Um, using uh, Lisa Taylor's character, like I don't see why it was necessary to use her right now. Yeah, that was Lisa Taylor. Uh, Lisa Taylor, it's like Lisa Trevor, Lisa Taylor, something like that. She was a girl with that weird mask thingy. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, the creepy, like the orphanage. Yeah, it was kind of weird. She only, I think, she only shows up in like the the remake of the first game. She shows up in Chronicles. Yeah, the one that you mentioned. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since I played that one, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, it's it's not really... She doesn't really come across like Claire. She's not incredibly important to Claire, but mm-hmm. it's like that's alluded that, like... A, it's, I think she's, in the remake, she's more so connected to, like, one and, like, helping... Or not really, like... She's just, like, a, 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 a another kind of boss kind of, like, character. Um mm-hmm. But that she ha- she is willing to kind of help you because like she is against Umbrella because Umbrella like killed her family and her mother and and experimented on her and then mm. she's she's um I'm pretty sure they put her in her there because of her mechanic in the in the games which is like she's kind of like it helps to create the next strain of her blood is what creates the next strain of of the T virus and stuff so. Yeah, and I thought it was, it was cool to have her in there just kind of to help move the plot along to and to flesh out Jill's backstory and to kind of give Jill an ally Claire. that I think she needed. Or sorry, Claire, Claire give Claire an ally that she needed in you know her her, her back backstory and past, and then to have that payoff with her like saving her from like the liquor and then giving her the key, which I thought was such a cool thing because like video games, you always need a key to get to the next thing, and you know, and now that oh the captain's gone so we've got to get someone else to help us move the plot forward so i mean i'm not really familiar with her from the games but i thought she served her purpose well in the movie mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they showed her superhumanness like she has like superhuman yeah. strength yeah she like just like tore the ripper apart or the liquor apart and i was like that's really cool yeah. um yeah you know what like 
I think I can see the flaws of this movie. It's it's entertaining for sure. I mm-hmm. do feel like they took because like I I kind of stopped watching it at the forty minute mark, and I noticed that like that's right when they get into the mansion, and I feel like they spent like forty minutes just introducing all the characters, introducing them like kind of all kind of coming together, and world building a little bit, and then I realized holy shit, there's like an hour left, so they're gonna like really pack in all the the mansion and police department stuff and then a little bit of the lab stuff so yeah i think it just needed like another 40 minutes like a two hour and 20 two hour 20 two hour and 30 minute movie would have been like really perfect i think i i think because this is like a good condensed version of the first two games so if you're kind of interested in it you can kind of watch this and be like all right i get it like they kind of move along a lot faster because obviously when you play the games you fight the bosses at it takes longer than, you know, a couple minutes. You're like, oh, shit, I got to fight this. I got to fight that, blah, blah, blah. So they really condensed all that stuff down. So, yeah, I, I dug it. I think it was pretty good. It's still kind of sitting in my mind a little bit, especially since recently I've been... I, I just started playing um, uh, 7 Biohazard. And I think it's just like... Because you play it slowly. You, you play those games slowly and you kind of... You're a little scared and you're a little afraid and, and you're like, oh shit, I gotta like gotta take my time with it, find these clues. So like just seeing everything happen so fast, you're kind of just like I guess for me as somebody who's like played them, you, you kind of feel this like, whoa, like slow down, slow down. Like let me let me let me take in the sights. Let me like enjoy this kind of thing. So Yeah. You know what what another like small thing that would have been awesome to add because it's such a significant like moment in the games was just to have a little bit more of a chase in that in the underground like um gate work that's very yeah. to me mm-hmm. of of fighting um nem- uh, nemesis right is the doctor no what, he's just no. he's just uh he's just william birkin he's a tyrant. okay yeah tyrant there you go mm-hmm. um and f- having him like tr- like kind of like chasing you through like we kind of got that a little bit um but it was yeah like you said it was that part was like really quickly resolved like he got mm-hmm. shot and and you know killed like or his first form got killed really quickly and um it would have been awesome to like and then add more suspense on that like they're trying to hide and like like you know he, he first like it's chris kind of like bumping and then like claire comes in and like but you know they get overtaken, and but then they have to like kind of like run around and like try to find their way while they're still getting chased, and then finally take them out. The first four, the first. Yeah, I think that you know you save you kind of save the the chase for you know you don't want it to be repetitive, so you save the the big like final showdown. So you kind of dispatch them relatively quickly at first. Um, I don't know. I I think you know I you know I get what you guys are saying about you wish there was more because I feel like that is you know kind of one of the common things about these video game movies is that game, game fans are like, oh, well, because there was so much stuff in the games, like, why didn't you put this mode in? Why didn't you do-? And it's going to be impossible to put every moment in to please everybody. So I think that is one of the hurdles these these adaptations face. Um, I, for me, I, I liked that it was a relatively short movie because, you know, they it, the pace of the movie, I felt like, was really good. It just moved at a clip. You do, I don't think, I'm glad they don't, like, really spend too much time anywhere and i think it works really well because of that ticking clock element that the Mm -hmm. movie has which i don't think are in any of the games 
but the, you know this being set in the one night and being like okay yeah, we, we, at least in three there's a ticking clock like uh, okay so i guess yeah they because, do yeah. that yeah because three is the night that they the, that the bomb is supposed to happen yeah. Okay, but I, so I do really like that and how it kind of keeps reminding you here's the time and it just kind of builds and builds and builds and it is I really like that pacing and that it is very fast and I I, I don't think it would have worked if I I was happy I was fun and I didn't want it to be just like this overlong movie I was like this is a cool way to spend an hour and a half um, and then when you get to the end and it's like oh my god it's like five fifty five we've got to fucking go now. And then, you know, which he's like, fuck. And then it just turns to like six o'clock in the morning and everything starts going crazy. That was such a cool climax for me. Um, I do think it did end a little bit abruptly. That might be my only mm-hmm. complaint. They just kind of like walk out and it's like, okay, yeah. they won. But then I'm like, well, what else? What else would you say there? You don't need three Lord of the Rings endings. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. We wrap this up. And then we can, you know, tie off any loose ends in that post or mid credit scene. I guess technically it was. Um, where you have, you know, Wesker and Ada Wong, and they're like, okay, we're going to set this up for the sequel. Um, so all that really worked well for me. Yeah, I could totally see it being, like, a little trilogy. I think the next mm-hmm. one they can totally do, like, Resident Evil 3. Um, and Because they didn't really destroy the town. It was kind of more like they destroyed the mansion, right? And, like, just the vicinity kind of thing. I think in the one. town was destroyed at the end, because you see those like, fucking oh, okay. cow fly off, like, yeah. Twister. yeah. All right, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, they can probably figure out a way to kind of... I, I, yeah, I think they shouldn't have killed, like, destroyed the town right away. I think maybe should, they should have just, like, tried destroying the mansion. Because they could have easily done, like, a version of 3 with the same kind of time crunch. And they could have introduced the stalking with Nemesis in that way. Where they could have made that one a little bit more suspenseful and they had Nemesis chasing you and then you know, you have the final boss fight. Excuse me, with Nemesis at the lab. Could have been a good big sequel. There. You, I, I don't know, maybe they, they might go with that. And then save, you know, uh, the third movie as like Resident Evil 5 in a way, where you have like the, the buffed up uh, Wesker, you know, super powerful Wesker and Jill and stuff. And they, they, they could have still maybe set it in Africa. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm already like thinking of ideas for it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I dug it. I think it, I think it just needed to sit for me for a little bit, because like I said, it, it's it's really I, I it's kind of like we were talking about Assassin's Creed, and we actually talked to a, a friend of ours uh, last night, and we we brought it up to him. We're like, hey, you know, Assassin's Creed, and he immediately was like, oh, fuck that, you know, I, I didn't like that, whatever. And he I, he kind of alluded to the same thing where he was kind of like, it's just they did this and they did this weird and it was too rushed or whatever. So I think it's one of those things when you go into video game movies, you kind of have to take that out of your mind and remember that you're not playing the game. You're not going at your own pace. You're going at a pace that's good for the audience because they're both two different ways of storytelling. And while video games have mechanics and cutscenes and, and that, you know, especially with the Resident Evil games, they build lore on you exploring and you find stuff and, you know, you have the, the, the film yeah exactly stuff like mm-hmm. that well in a movie you kind of have to remember you're not doing that you, the characters are doing that for you on screen so I, I i think for a resident evil fan it's solid it's a solid you know compact version of the first two games as a regular moviegoer i think it's it's pretty enjoyable i think you know you a regular moviegoer would definitely enjoy it because you kind of get everything thrown at you right away and you're like, all right, cool. 
set to go. And then that that final hour is just all the good shit, you know, in a blender just thrown at you. And you're like, cool, I got everything I wanted kind of thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think for me, like, like I was kind of in the perfect position of being a casual Resident Evil fan, where I know these, I know these characters, I know a lot of the lore, but I'm not super invested in it. And if they don't have particular things, I'm not going to mind. So I, I was definitely probably the per- perfect person to watch this movie um, and just have a great time with it. Yeah, I really do wish because I like watching these movies that we do with my girlfriend because she's a very, very casual movie goer. She's not like a big time nerd like me. So I, I'm kind of like explaining stuff to her. And I kind of like, like when she's there because she has a good input and mm-hmm. she's like, I said, like she, she's very casual in the sense. So when she sees it, she'll kind of have more of like a, a different outlook on it. Um, unfortunately she wasn't around to watch it. I was like, Oh shit, I got to watch it today. But yeah, like I kind of want to know what the average movie goer thought about it because like everyone who I've asked that's seen it or saw it before me, they've all played the games. So it's kind of like, ah, shit, you don't really get like that other um, outlook on it kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I think, I think it's a good casual, like horror movie. I think it's a good fun one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely exactly. yeah. entertaining. It, 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 I like that. It does kind of, you know, have that cheesy kind of horror, but like, it's kind of fun. Like a lot like the, you know, with the stuff like the Jill sandwich and all these kind of like, cheesy jokey things that the early games had that this really feels like it's replicating and i'm really glad that we've gotten to a point now and you know resident evil is such a good example of it where studios are not afraid to actually like adapt the games directly like it felt like in the past they were like okay we'll just make this thing and we'll call it resident evil and we'll have zombies and maybe some of the characters but it's not going to be basically resident evil games we're just going to fucking do whatever but now it feels like studios are starting to respect the games and the plots of the games and actually give them a proper treatment. You know, would you guys agree with that? I think that there's a, yeah, I think that there's a mismatch. There's like still two sides in this day and age where with, I would group um, Resident, this Resident Evil and, and the Uncharted together where they are following the mechanics and the storyline of the game fairly close enough like i said like they're they're they definitely are giving giving themselves rooms room for liberties which is really good and there that's that's one way that has been working recently as but then there's also this other um line or lane where they're creating a completely original story that's loosely like inspired by the you know the video games like and that's where i would put our detective pikachus and and the sonic movies mm-hmm. because like they are you know loosely based on this lore from sonic and from pokemon you know the, uh, that's their base but overall they're making this original building on this character and like making it an original story and so um i think that that both these lanes are are succeeding like I 
I think, I mean, um, I know that critically it wasn't great, but who cares about mm-hmm. critics? But uh, <laughs> Uncharted, Uncharted, like, has a 90% audience score. And, um, well, hopefully... I mean, I care about critics score. a little bit, but yeah, they're, they're often wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um... But the way that they're judged, anyway, that then they're yeah. calculated and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so so and then of course Sonic is has been such a popular series, and I think overall, like, like it's a good sign for Resident Evil that me and like Alan and other people who have played the games, we just want more, and that's a really mm-hmm. good sign. Like it's better to want more than less, you know. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. oh, go ahead, Alan. Oh, no, I was just going to kind of t- t- tie off to it was like, I think studios are still learning the formula because mm-hmm. I-, I think studios kind of figured out the comic book formula a little bit nowadays. Like, I feel like Marvel's doing a really good job um, kind of figuring that stuff out. DC has, I, I yeah. love DC, I live all the DC movies, but <laughs> I understand that some of them aren't exactly. The, the best for, for everybody, but I feel like Marvel figured out the formula and I think it's going to be a while. I think Sonic kind of figured it out now for video games, for video game movies. So I think we're in those stages of like studios are getting it. They're going to figure it out. They mm-hmm. might have another big franchise, you know, maybe, maybe if Sega's like, you know what, we're going to adapt more of our video games into movies because right. the beginning of Sonic 2 they had the, the, the big old Sega fucking like the uh, mm-hmm. logo thing like the marvel and dc movies have so i was like oh you know may- maybe maybe they got something and maybe you know capcom and and nintendo we don't know what what's going to happen with super mario brothers movie that's coming out with chris pratt maybe, maybe they got something in line for it maybe they have a formula that they're going to do where they're like we're going to go cgi and kind of kind of go that into the spider-verse kind of way and you know sonic 2 is killing it right now at the box office it's obviously one of the best video game movies so i'm just hoping that the formula is, is being solved for video game movies and i and i i have a very optimistic view of it happening because i think this resident evil was a good sampler was a good mm-hmm. like we're we're getting it we're not 100 yeah. percent, but we're getting it kind of mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah i i think that's absolutely right because you know i was i wrote a piece for this whole um eight bit uh cinema series that we're doing and um in the i was doing a lot of research on like how video game movies are like perceived and um i have this graph that i put in there and it was just like the scores that rotten rotten tomato scores for video game movies going back from like anything with at least 20 reviews um and was released theatrically and there's been 49 and the first 40 they all got rotten scores but since then the last nine five of the nine have gotten um, good have gotten fresh quote unquote fresh reviews for uh, we just had also last year the first um, one to get a quote unquote certified fresh was at least seventy five percent positive reviews. So the way that you know I think which it is that was, that was uh, Werewolves Within, which is really good. Oh, um, it was okay. one that I really considered doing for this. Um, it's a that one is a very very loose adaptation of the game, which is just like a VR werewolf game, um, but it's a cool movie. Um, it's basically Clue, but for video games instead. Uh, <laughs> But um, I I think that, you know, A, it's like, okay, people are starting to really 
respect video game movies and not like out of hand be like it's a video game movie it's bad because that was the narrative for so long it's just like okay this is not going to be good it's a video game movie fuck it and over the past few years that started to change and they have started to get better and as their reputation gets better they attract better talent and as they attract better talent their reputation gets better and it's a circular thing and it goes and goes and goes absolutely and also too um where people are kind of delving into like video game television as well like now it's a little bit i know the halo show's not doing too hot and you know there's castlevania which you know i feel is one of the absolute best video game adaptations yeah we Um, talk about it on our episode you check it out on gateway episodes which is out last week (laughs) yeah uh but yeah no and and you know there's so much hype for um i'm not a last of us guy i'm not one of the the 90 that loves that shit i'm not a fan it's not for me but travesty (laughs) no i don't care i just it's not for me i didn't dig i didn't dig the games especially the first one i was like the same my shit but i respect that like it it has such a huge following i know the second game is very controversial but it looks like the it's hbo right that's doing the the show yeah Mm -hmm. you know that they're getting a lot of like yeah it looks amazing like oh yes yeah it looks like straight out of the video game because mm-hmm. it's Pedro Pascal, right? Our boy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is it's is canonically correct. While you know the voice actor and the and the actor in the games is Troy Baker, amazing, mm-hmm. you know, amazing voice actor and 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 performer. It's set in Texas, and so it's very much like potent, like it's kind of, and he's a darker Texan, so it's very much implied that they're Tejanos. So, um, so yeah, yeah. like so, it's really awesome that Pedro Pascal. And then also our other boy, our other um, Tejano Mexican American of uh, Robbie Reyes from uh, of of Ghostwriter fame, um, but his name's uh, Gabriel Luna. I love that guy. Yeah, he's gonna be um, Joel's brother, and that one's awesome. And then then we have the the girl, um, the awesome um, um, queen, one of the queens of the Norths um, from. Game of Thrones, who took down a uh, ice troll. She's going to be Ellie, and so that's pretty cool. Too. Oh, Arya Stark. Um, what's her name? Uh, no, no, not Arya Stark. No, the uh, the other queen, the the child queen, the um, the one Ooh, that took her, down the. I can't remember her name or her character. I, I haven't. Name, I, I've only but, read the book, so I'm I'm not super caught up on the sh- if, if, if something. Past um, that. but yeah, but she was a badass character in in. Game of Thrones, so it was really awesome that she's going to be playing Ellie. Um, nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for it, and it, it's looking, it's turning, it's looking pretty good, and it, I'm, and it definitely has, like, it has Neil Druckmann, who is the writer of Last of Us, like writing for the show, or and like, essentially, um, helping to write for the show. So I'm very confident in that that series and hope it's pretty good and hope it turns your your opinion on the story <laughs> alan oh no i just I, I i might give it a watch but i just didn't like <laughs> the game i thought i thought it was boring that, uh, that well, yeah it's just that, that's a whole other thing but no the mm-hmm. whole, my whole point was real fast is that mm-hmm. hbo is, is going to put a lot of money into it and they're giving mm-hmm. it a lot of love and, and i and i can recognize that it's it was the first one was very successful and very like you know renowned and stuff so i'm hoping that with HBO kind of giving him all this love and like attention and detail and everything that 
it's kind of expand video game adaptations in in a positive light. Like it, it might just mm-hmm. that might be like the you know the 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 game that or the, that sorry the 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 series that kind of just launches more adaptations into the stratosphere, and we might actually just go into this new world of like how comic book movies have been kind of reigning supreme for the past like you know 15 years almost 20 years maybe we're going to go into a video game like kind of renaissance and it's going to be that whole new thing with yeah. sonic and last of us so that that, that was kind of my yeah. whole thing is that yeah you never know i'm up to, to go off of that i feel um there's something with 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 video games that i think there's like an added complexity to these stories and like and there's a lot of lore notoriously one of the most complex lores in like i would say any kind of media is kingdom hearts and so everybody knows kingdom games, hearts is the deepest lore holy shit video yeah. video games like have this can have this incredibly deep lore and i think that that is a barrier that has kind of kind of like deetered you know um either you know movies or television that are based on video games because of how like complex it is and how when a fan then that's why fans so are so dedicated to it because they have to be dedicated to this lore to understand things like i mean we talked about in in the assassin's creed episode like there how much at least for me like the lore is so important and so I think that, like, I think Last of Us is a lot more easier, yeah, barrier to jump over because it is very much, like, tied into that post-apocalypse as they're zombies. Zombie-esque. I won't call them zombies. They're not zombies. They're infected. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, that kind of tie and things that are common, like, have become common knowledge in pop culture um, and to the, 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 you know, to the normal viewer. Um, so it probably be a little bit more easily digestible. Um, Halo was kind of like a, a long shot, even when it was announced, because Halo has such deep lore, and mm-hmm. and I know that that Master Chief is such a beloved character, um, mainly because he is like the representation of Xbox, because you know Halo was essentially is is regarded as the original xbox game and um yeah he's what for halo or he's for what for xbox is what mario is for like nintendo you know yeah or sonic for sega yeah 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 Yeah, so to to even have an actor play him because you never see you know canonically you never see master chief so 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 it's just like it's just like essentially that like it it Halo is very complex story, and that's why you know, like famously, Rooster Teeth just made their own story out of using Halo um, with the Red versus Blue, which is it in itself also got has a comp gets complex too. Um, yeah. But well, but yeah, like I think that that's uh, like finding stories, and like we said, like like I said, those two lanes, um, of adapting these complex stories, I think or the way gateway into into like being able to launch this you know this kind of like renaissance hopefully of video game um media mm-hmm. yeah and then you know to kind of building off what you guys were both saying about you know having so much lore in the games um this is something that me and alan discussed when we were talking about 
video game TV shows, and one of the advantages they have over movies mm-hmm. is with a TV show, you have so many more hours. Of, you don't have just 90 minutes to three hours where you have like an entire season to devote to establishing all these characters, giving all this like Because if you watch like Warcraft, that's a long movie, but it still barely scratches the surface of all of this. And if you have something that is a, like more complex, you are and you need to do all this world building, then a show is like Last of Us. I think Last of Us, I would don't think it would be a great movie adaptation, but I think that it's going to be it's perfect for a TV show. Yeah, so there was one other show that I wanted to be speaking of shows. There's one other video game show that I've been getting into recently um, that has a lot of really great Easter eggs. It it's, brings all the stuff back, and it's also just kind of a fun show, and it really surprised me how good it was. Have you guys seen the Netflix Carmen Sandiego show? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yes. so fucking good. Yes. It's like Look. I was not expecting it to be that good. Oh yeah, no, it's it's been one of my favorite Netflix series ever. Like, man, I've ever. been sleeping it's, on it. It's oh, fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah, I have a cosplay of her already of that Carmen Sandiego. I love, yeah. I love. So so yeah, Carmen Sandiego kind of technically was the video game. It was a, the educator. Well, it was, it game. was a video game. I used to play the shit out of that game back in the I day. I know, I know, but his that media the car- character of Carmen Sandiego. I, I'm a I. I consider myself a, a, a somewhat Carmen Sandiego historian because I grew up with Carmen <laughs> Sandiego. Um, but yeah, oh, Carmen too, Sandiego man. started off as a video game, but then you also had the show. You also mm-hmm. had the uh, the the '90s cartoon, um, two different '90s cartoons. There was mm-hmm. um, "Where in the World of Carmen Sandiego" and then "Where you know Where Time is Carmen Sandiego," yeah. um, and very much like yeah, like technically she is a. a uh, a video game but i would say also like a a game kind of like character too because like that show that trivia show is i, I love I that lo- show yeah. like yeah and that's i think yeah she's one of the early breakout uh, like video game characters that you know you don't even think it's like pokemon how it's like mm-hmm. oh there's like the pokemon show and it's this huge multimedia franchise and but technically they, oh, they were cards first no, they were. It was no, a game first. They were a game oh, they were a game. It was a okay, game first. Game first. Okay. And, but that's the thing. Like, it's both with Carmen Sandiego and Pokemon. They've both blown up so much that they don't even really get thought of as game characters. You know, mm-hmm. whereas that's mm-hmm. what they are. And I think we are going to be getting to the point where maybe, like you guys said, if we do enter this renaissance, there are going to be things that just kind of blow up and become bigger than. I think Laura Croft was maybe like that for a second in the '90s, mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. the people were like, oh, Angelina Jolie is Laura Croft. And then, you know, the games kind of got a little bit better and they've been rebooted now in the movies. Um, but I think that, yeah, they, they you can have these characters become these breakout multimedia things that you can trace their roots back to video games. Is there any series of video games that you guys think it's just too lore heavy that you're like, I don't think they can do it justice in like television said, or, or like, film wise? Yeah, no, they can never do... Ca- kingdom hearts like yeah. they can never do kingdom hearts like you yeah, know no. there's never like the people who play kingdom hearts don't know what kingdom hearts is no. um uh it's it's yeah that's the ultimate like no way no you can never do anything like that um you know if if like 25 games can't do it <laughs> you can't do it in, the, <laughs> in a movie or a video or a tv show um unless you want to go like super basic um, which I don't think uh, the hardcore fans, which there are hardcore fans, will like. Um, oh yeah. Um, but let's see, man. Video game wise, like I was, like I said, I think it would actually 
be possible as a Metroid series. I would love I would love to see a Metroid series. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um but I don't know. Like I I think Earth like the, it's the games that don't really have lore which would be but they're like well known. Like Earthbound I know like has a little bit of lore but it's not it's not too grounded. Another one that would be kind of too complex and like I haven't even gotten through all of my watch through of game of the story of just the story. I it's take I still have like over the course of three years, I still like have to take breaks and like go back and watch it is Death Stranding. Like I think Oh god, yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. It it it's I would love to see a series, but they would cut out a lot of that game. Um and just keep it to its basics, which is the basic story of it. And like, yeah, if they, if they, you know, Hideo Kojima, you're an awesome like video game maker. But, uh, but yeah, that there's a lot of walking in that game that, uh, you, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a required it's acquired taste. I think maybe a final. They would have to choose like a Final Fantasy. It, it was tried to be done. The Final Fantasy movie. There was a Final Fantasy movie, yeah, but it, I watched it, it did it's not work at all. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very weird. I, I respect it. It's an it's it's ambitious. It's a big swing, and I like that they were mm-hmm. trying to go big, but it doesn't work. Yeah, no, because you don't take the the most um, notable uh, storyline of Cloud. Like they should if you're going to make a Final Fantasy movie or series, just go with the cloud. Just go with them. All the games are different, mm-hmm. unconnected stories. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the most part, so they were like, okay, yeah. we're going to make another different, unconnected story yeah. that feels like a Final Fantasy. Except they made it sci-fi instead of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Is probably my, one of my bigger gripes. Um, yeah, but I, I, I still, I get it. It, it, you know, it looks bad. It looks weird. It's very dated. Yeah. Um, I think they. I think, and then other than that, I think they already announced it. I think they're gonna, there's going to be a Biohazard show, which would be, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it's going to um, be on Netflix. Yeah, so, I mean, but even Biohazard, like, one and two are connected. Three, Infinite, I mean, um, uh, Biohazard, uh, Bioshock, I mean, sorry, not Biohazard, Bioshock. I was, oh, was going to say, um, I, I thank you for using the Japanese name for Resident yeah. Evil. I appreciate it. Oh <laughs> uh, no no no! Bi- Bioshock. Um, what's the one with Booker? Uh, I think it's Infinite. It's the Infinite, one with yeah. like, the grappler guns and stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that's like a um separate. Kind, well, it's connected, but it's like a prequel. I think of of the original. Um, I haven't Bioshock. played them. I have the collection. Yeah, I haven't played them. I don't know. Brand spanking new, and I have oh, yeah. not fucking yeah. popped them out. I will get so, them one day. <laughs> so one and two are are the same. The underwater. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, portal would be kind of interesting. They're making a portal movie. Oh, yeah, cool. they are. Yeah. A one, portal would lend lend itself. To I think a that movie. would be a good one. Yeah, because be good. I'm it, for it. it would be it would be pretty short. Speaking of of um of puzzle solving, that would be awesome. Like to see that puzzle solving and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, portal one, um, and two like. They they could definitely be like self contained movies like one yeah. Portal one and Portal two, yeah. Uh, to really answer cool. your question, Alan. Oh, and then think... then sorry, one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I I could I um, randomly could talk about video game movies a lot and stuff. Um, they're they're also doing Borderlands, which is yeah. up in the air. Hey, bunch, it's gonna on, be in it. I'm excited yeah. for it. 
but you know Kevin Hart's playing a, a supposed to be a tall character, but he's not tall at all. Um, so there's a little outrage of that, but but I think it'll be okay, and hopefully they fi- they keep that that kind of like um, I very much feel like it's gonna be a Jumanji kind of like story. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think the only game that I could really... And it's a game that I never played, but, like, I know that it has, like, such a reputation for having the deep lore and you'll have, like, fucking, like, hour-long cutscenes is um, Metal Gear. I think that yeah. there's probably way too much to adapt They're making a movie. Have it. Mm-hmm. Are they? Ugh. I mean, yeah. maybe... Yeah, Oscar, I think, think is, is, me, is um, Solid Snake. I mean, if they, they, I mean, if they trim the fat, they could maybe do it. One that if I'm they just worried... to one. Yeah, one mm-hmm. that I'm worried about, though, it's it's... I would be really worried about them making a Zelda show or a game. They've made a Zelda show before, and it's bad, just because Zelda is so close to my heart, and I love it so much. And I don't know what you do with that, because Link is like a silent protagonist and stuff like that, and it's all about, especially the new one's all about like exploration and stuff, and just like grabbing <laughs> things. It doesn't have every other character just be like, Link, we need to go take down Ganon. <laughs> like, that's his dialogue. I'd be, I would actually be way fucking okay with that. That'd be hilarious just to see it. Just have Link, <laughs> like, that's all he does, just fucking grunts. And I'd be like, yeah, I fuck with it. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see it, but I mean, I would be very, very scared, <laughs> especially after yeah. Excuse Me, Princess. Yeah. No, know. um, uh, so because because we're on the topic of games and and they're so connected to to me when I when I think of games, but Rooster Teeth like actually um create they did like a few episodes of of this Hyrule High that it was it's it's mainly um Zelda, but it's really cute and they and Link doesn't talk like he just he just like goes huh ha like that and he's just like is like a a just a silent character. And it, I, I love the heck out of it, and I really wish that they made more. It was like kind of like on a, a little like um, kablam kind of show that they did like a little a few episodes on. And so it was like only like, I'd say like, uh, eight eight minute shorts. Um, but that that that's a good adaptation to take with uh Zelda is just like yeah, just, just go kind of like make your own story like like we said with Detective Pikachu and. And Sonic. I'd I'd be real nervous to see it. That would be the one where I would just be like too protective of it, and I would be like, oh man, I would be a bad fan. I'd be like, oh, I don't. I, I'd like be all the people we talked about like with Assassin's Creed and stuff, where I, I I would have a really hard time watching it objectively. Yeah. Well, so, I'll, I'll send it to you, and you can see. I'll, I'll, I think I think uh, not Zelda. I think Netflix. God, maybe like half a decade ago, I want to say wanted to do like a zelda series i think it was around the same time they had announced castlevania mm-hmm. and i just think i think i don't think anything came out of it i think they might might have canceled the project i felt like they were probably like this is too big it's zelda like it's you can't do yeah. it it's so like yeah the cool thing about zelda is like each game is like different it's still link it's kind of like mm-hmm. this you know <clears throat> i don't know i don't explain zelda but like i think they could have made their own version of like maybe a talkative link and something, but I think, I, I think like they would have to get like the big way, like the big dudes from Nintendo, like Miyamoto and shit and just sit down and be like, how can we do this? Like, I think it's just mm-hmm. too big of a project and yeah. too lore heavy as well. But, um, well, I mean, like it's kind of changing now and that they are creating lore because isn't the next, um, isn't the next game like connected to, um, awakening. Right, 
What? Link's Awakening? Yeah, no, that, that uh, was a Switch game, right? Yeah, no, no Link's Awakening was a Game Boy game in the 90s. Yeah, they oh, remade no. it for the Switch. No, you're thinking about uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Breath, Breath of the Wild. There, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that that the the like sequel to. Breath oh yeah, it's of gonna Wild be a sequel. Well, they do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Majora's Mask mm-hmm. was a sequel to Ocarina of Time and Link's mm-hmm. Awakening. It was sort of a sequel to Link to the Past, and Zelda Two was a sequel to Zelda One. So that they all they will often do that where they'll, like they'll have one that's a big hit and then they'll kind of like do a follow up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was fucking huge. That that was pretty that's much like our th- th- this new generation's like Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not surprised Nintendo's like yeah we got to do a second one. It's like Skyrim meets Zelda, but um yeah, God, I love that. Yeah, game. though I guess to finish off, my answer mm-hmm. would probably be Guilty Gear. That series is way too fucking lore heavy. Um, th- there's Guilty Gear Strive that's out right now. They just you know it has its like you don't even play the story. It's like a five hour movie you watch, and then they just release a new defining game uh, uh, series. And then they just released a new story that I haven't even watched yet. Because, like, that's so big and lore-heavy. And they just do not give a shit if you haven't played the other games. Like, they just don't care. Like, they're like, you're seeing this for right now. You're going to learn it. They have, like, a glossary in the game. And, like, it's kind of like an encyclopedia of the series. And it's so fucking lore-heavy. And, like, there's so many terms for God knows so many things. Like, I had to go online and uh, this this uh, YouTuber called Wooly, shout out. So Wooly, he did like a six hour series of like the beginning of the Guilty Gear series, like 2000 years before the first game starts. And it is so fucking much like I watched it and I was like, fuck, man, this is a fighting game. Like, why? <laughs> why is this so much like Street Fighter and King of Fighters? You know, their stories are pretty straightforward. Guilty Gear is like, do you ever heard of the Similarian Lord of the Rings? <laughs> fuck that this we're gonna go way above and fucking beyond we're gonna have so much lore for you that fuck you like don't doesn't matter so that one for sure i could never ever see that being ad- adapted any anywhere like mm-hmm. cartoon wise live action no way it's just too bonkers it's too out there and it's so big like like i think you could only make it into a book like it'd have to be like yeah. a, a george r, r. martin stephen king sized fucking book and even huh. then, you need like multiple, but that that would be mine. That I'm like, there's no way, there's absolutely yeah. no way they can do. <laughs> Are they making a Five Nights at Freddy's like movie or show? I I don't. There know. is one. It's Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Okay. It was so no. fucking good. Yeah, I recommend that one a lot. So yeah. Good. Well, no, like because Five Nights at Freddy's has very much a really good di- like really good lore. Like, but it is, it's because it's so many games that you kind of like somewhat lose sight of it. But there's been times where, like, of course, the bro knows the lore. And like, when he, like, when I come back and like, I'm like watching gameplay of, of this new um, Five Nights at Freddy's and he like starts talking about it. It's like, it's very interesting. And like, it, and it's very, like, you know, impress. And the reason why, you know, people have latched onto it is because of that lore. And it is very impressive that it's from one guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I I would like a show or you know a, a show or just to, so I could like enjoy that that lore. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's another one. 
One there, one show that they're making that I'm really excited that they're going to be able to delve into the lore of it is Tekken. Because on the surface, mm-hmm. Tekken is just like, oh, oh yeah, it's a fighting game, really people nice. just kicking each other. And they made a movie of Tekken, and it's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, it fucking, it's bad. Um, but, like, you know, Tekken has got so many interesting characters. They've all got these different stories, so you could maybe do it like a Lindelof show where each episode focuses on a new character, but you still kind of have, you know, a main character in... Uh, uh, Jin and like that whole I mean that's that's like there's so many movies now that are about and shows that are about like generational trauma and especially like with like Asian characters you know you have like Turing Red and Shang-Chi and at least like two or three other ones that I can't think of right now that have come out recently and Tekken would be perfect for that because it's all about like like generational trauma like from like this cur- like the curse and then how his dad is trying to kill him and his grandfather trying- and then there's a great grandfather and it's I, I fucking am so hyped on that. I know we were getting way mm-hmm. off target, but I just had yeah, to... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Um, but to close out also, I think there's... What's that game that there's, like, a guy with, like, a flame head? Oh, my God. Twisted Metal? Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. they're coming I out with a Twisted, Twisted Metal. Metal. I, would, I would love that. I love you that. Oh, no, they are. They like are. Middle school. I, Jesus Christ. I, I, I played... I, I, get, I got the games the other day at work. They pulled up, and... And Anthony I just was Mackie. like, holy shit. This is it's so gonna cool. be a it's oh, gonna be a TV series with that. Anthony Mackie. Nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so that's coming out too. I'm excited just to see Sweet Tooth, man. I fucking loved him. Like growing yeah. up. That, that shit was so cool. I just yeah, I love Anthony Mackie's playing John Doe. Nice. So yeah. Cool. But yeah, um Yeah, well, just to close it out, uh any final words on Resident Evil? No, you just know, definitely th- yeah. I mean, sorry, go on, dear. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, I definitely would recommend this movie to pretty much anybody. You know, it's it's a PG-13 horror movie, so it's not, you know, it's about probably on the really? level. Isn't it? Is mm-hmm. PG-13? No, no, it's R. It's R. They say fuck like 80 times. But I guess the scares in it are PG-13 level, so you don't have to, you know, like, if you're not a really big horror guy, you know, like, you know, our future guest Phil Disco always kind of talks on his podcast about how he's like really scared by horror movies. I think someone like that would very easily be able to handle this movie. It's not going to, you know, freak anybody out too much. There is still some body horror S Cronenberg stuff in it, but it's not overwhelming. It's cool. Um, it's fun. It's, you know, it's like you guys said, it's, it's relatively short, so it doesn't have a huge barrier. And if you're not a video game person, you don't really have to worry about missing much. So I think this is a good movie for anybody that I would recommend it to. Mm-hmm. No, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it, it's it's leave definitely leaves you wanting more. I really do hope that that we do get another one. Um, very unsure. Like I, I think for the the next one, they might have to add a little bit more originality to it. Um, unless they want to go like you know, cro- country cross country or cross continent. I know around the world. Because, cause like, 4 and 5, like we said, kind of take place outside of Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be an interesting thing to to, to, to um, explore. So, so yeah. But I, de- I definitely enjoy that much of it, of how it just wants me. I want more. And then, yeah, like, um, I am very much a big fan of the Amel cousins. So I, I was going to say, like, seeing... like, halfway <laughs> yeah. through this movie, I turned to the person I was with and I was like, is that one of those Amel boys? Because, like, I don't really yeah. know. But I was like, oh, Ariel would love this guy. Like, Ariel, this is one oh, of the yeah. dudes. Well, yeah, he, he's one of the, he's, you know, it's Robbie and Steven. Um, but 
you know, I, I, how are they cousins? They look like fucking brothers. Like, like, I don't yeah, know. that's why they get like, mistaken a lot for being brothers. And they're like, no, yeah. we're cousins, you know, but, um, but yeah, like I, I, you know, enjoy Robbie Abel and, and like, I love how very diverse kind of like his, his, um, his, his, uh, career kind of has been because he's also on upload, um, which is, uh, you know, a different kind of character. And then he's been on, he's, He's been on um another one of his movies I recommend is is Duff uh, the Duff which is really funny, um and he's also in the Babysitter Killers or what is it, uh the Netflix series movies, um I can't remember it but if uh, yeah, um definitely enjoy it and would love to see more of him <laughs> so so yeah, yeah um yeah um I I think. Personally, it's it's a hard recommend a recommendation for me. Uh, like I said, I, I think as a casual moviegoer, you'll dig it. I think it's a solid film. As a if you're a very hardcore Resident Evil fan, I really want to say it's fifty fifty. I really I think you will dig the Easter eggs. You will dig like the 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 settings and everything, the characters. You know that that's usually the thing people l- really latch onto. Am I either? Am I? be a hit or miss or you might be like me who was like i just like leon and jill and wesker and some people are like oh i'm a claire and uh chris and claire guy uh that's my thing yeah uh i would say give it a watch check it out i I really want to know what you guys think about it especially this one like like i said i haven't heard anybody who has not been a resident evil player watch it and i want to know what they think too so um yeah i think for you you... at least yeah. yeah, I think for you, Alan, you need an, that uh, that next movie to kind of like be bought fully, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and now our plugs for other shows. Go <laughs> ahead, guys. Yeah, so I have my my show of you've never seen question mark exclamation point. Um, like we kind of mentioned um earlier, I we did um our our 8-bit cinema a contribution to that one as well with um street fighter um and it was really fun very awesome one of, our, one of our longest episodes um we had um <laughs> jpg as um as our guest for that one it, it turned out really fun and um so go check that one out and uh, as always that that comes out on the first of every month so yeah yep. and then um I also do uh, the show Gateway Episodes, which has been on a hiatus. Um, you know, I do it in seasons. It's going to be coming back for season two, talking about miniseries once we hit 10 patrons. So if you guys want to hear that, um, you can go ahead and the first episode's already out for um, anybody who is a patron. Um, so we'd appreciate it if you guys um, do uh, are able to do that. That's awesome. Um, if not, there is going to be, though, a bonus episode for everybody that's coming out, like we I had alluded to, where me and Alan talk about Castlevania as part of the 8-bit um, c- cinema that we're doing. I also do a show called uh, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, so we're going to be having, I guess the episode will be out by now, of uh, yeah. we're talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and then also Moon Knight. Um, and then I'm on one other show, too, uh, Can I Say Something? Uh, me and my buddy Damien, uh, it's kind of just a film show, um, just very conversational. Uh, kind of talking about usually it's on I think it's on that comes out the same day as this uh, show does um, so check that out can I say something gateway episodes infinity stones and dragon bones and then also I had mentioned I wrote a article for 8-bit cinema um, over on medium 
So uh, links to those are going to be in the description. It's just kind of about, it's called The Fall and Rise of Video Game Films. I had a lot of fun researching that and writing that. So if you guys want to check that out, that'd be awesome. Oh, well, yeah. Awesome. Thank you much. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much, you guys. I really appreciate you guys joining us for this series. We've been having a blast with it. Uh, especially like on the other shows like everyone else has said so please go check those out please let us know you know hit us up on our instagram twitter facebook whatever i'd like to hear what you guys feel and i want to know what video game films you guys like what what is it that you enjoy and also you know answer my question i asked earlier what video game series do you think is just a little too lore heavy or a little too difficult to uh, adapt uh and just like that we're finishing up and thank you so much again everybody we appreciate you guys and we are the undercast company and take it easy thanks for being thanks for being amazing <laughs> have a good one guys hey what's going on jill is that you jill what happened Perry? Help me, please! The door won't open! Quick! Stay away from the door, Joe. I'm gonna kick this door down. Hurry! This way! Oh, Barry! That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich.